0: Welcome to Full Metal RPG. I'm Richie Buzzkill, and tonight I've got. A man who has journeyed a long way there and back from Indianapolis back to Texas I think uh, Scott Andrew how are you doing
1: I'm doing good thanks for having me on and yes Indianapolis to Texas just journeyed back
0: so you've been um, to the big Gen con what were you who are you and what were you up to at Gen Con uh, so uh, well I'm, I'm Scott
1: uh, I am uh, I write RPGs Um, I own a company or I co-own a company called Storywood Games. Um, we've released a a couple of game modules and through Kickstarter and, uh, we've got one Kickstarter going on right now, but I was up in, uh, Gen Con just kind of, uh, enjoying it. I go to Gen Con for the last five or six of them. So it's an event that I do not... (laughs) Once I once I went once I have not wanted to miss since, and uh, I was playing some Merckboard, Board, uh, getting some of our recent Kickstarter delivery uh, content um, on a game table at Gen Con, and then um, I was just there meeting people, uh, going to a few panels, learning more industry stuff. That's
0: about it. Well, that's that sounds amazing, but let me you're under you're underselling yourself here. So let me let me. <laughs> okay, so like I played in at least one or two, or at least one of your, you ran one of your modules for us when we were doing the, uh, the salt, Mar- uh, the, the salt marshes, the West Marches, uh, markboard last summer. Yes. It was the, that was uh, a lot of fun. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. And boy, you should, if you're interested in, in a, in a, in a tight adventure that's got some real creepy shit in it. You should definitely pick up and I, I cannot for the life of me remember the name of the adventure and I apologize. I'm a terrible uh, no, host. No, it's
1: okay. That was
0: uh, Psalms 4-1. That was the name of that one. Yes. So you should pick yeah. that up. It's a Morkborg uh, module. You should pick that up. Uh, yeah. it, it was there was some real, especially towards the end, some real <laughs> like creepy shit. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, we had we had a great, great time, I think only one character went insane i can't
1: (laughs) oh yeah i was might maybe running around in the darkness i I, I put a i put a fear mechanic in that particular game so that whenever uh everybody's light sources went out that you had a chance of running around in a dungeon in a panic in the dark and then losing yourself
0: (laughs) i mean I, i think that acknowledges something that a lot of people don't acknowledge which is real darkness is scary is super yes. scary like being in a place where you can you cannot see anything and go anywhere without you know running into something that wants to eat you is scary and you brought it and we are better off for it so really appreciate that scott yeah yeah um, yeah i
1: try to, when i do the Merc Borg thing because murk is such a simple system with not a whole lot of rules but it's very playable Usually when I create something for it, I like to throw in some kind of weird mechanic that people can like use in their games just to kind of maybe add a little bit of extra fun to it. So,
0: yeah, cuz like my my character when I first started had like two hit points. So essentially my the game at the very beginning was try to avoid anything. Just like sneezing would have killed me. So a lot a lot of people do that, but as you go on, you get a little bit better. It's 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 like uh you know never mind. There's a there's a joke I'm thinking of from a show. Anyway, you just do a little bit better every time, and then eventually you're like, oh, I'm fairly competent. So only the stiffest of breezes will block will knock me over. Um. Anyway, so yeah. You you publish uh, some some workbook work stuff, but you've also, with this lace Kickstarter, have kind of stepped out into system uh, stuff yourself.
1: Yeah, so this uh, particular Kickstarter is for uh, Zine Quest. Um, it just grew a little bit bigger than a zine, so it's ended up becoming a book. But it is a system, it is its own thing, it's a D6 system. Uh, I'm, I am not the writer of it. Um, it's just something that we are working with the writer to help put out. Um, but us as a, a group, uh, Storywood, um, it's going to be our first attempt of putting out an actual system of our own. So
0: and it's that, been a lot of fun. And that the name of that Kickstarter is Hunters of the Occult. Hunters <laughs> of the Occult.
1: Yes. <laughs> Hunters of the Occult. It's a Victorian age uh monster hunting so kind of think um like van helsing um maybe some i don't know you're you're (laughs) kind of like league of extraordinary gentlemen in a way a little bit uh i was. there's different uh i don't know if you can try to think of whenever i have seen it it's always kind of the idea of There's a lot of exploration in it in a way where these days it kind of gets taken away from us because you can't go explore the Antarctic and expect to have the same type of of wonder of it in a way that you could have back in the 1800s where there was just no idea of what to expect when people would go to places that were kind of far off from civilization. So there's a lot of that inside of it where it kind of captures that wonder of exploration from the, that, that time period, as well as just the idea of uh, trying to, you know, fighting monsters around the world, but not having um, like communication very well like underhand. So, you know, a, a monster hunter that's in, you know, Chicago, in the 1800s might not know how to deal with a certain monster that somebody in Paris might know all about kind of a thing because there's no real good way of communication. So there's um, the whole idea of there being monster research in it as well. So people are not only are they going out and finding these things, they are like recording the information that they find in these these tomes or these codexes of monsters. And uh, generally like regional type books where monster hunters are able to kind of pool their knowledge together. So that's kind of the, some of the setting stuff from it.
0: Well, I mean, it's kind of on the tin here. Hunters of the occult, hunters of esoteric information mm-hmm. uh, that that then can be used. And and that is, uh, you know, because we all have these cell phones now. And we all even, you know, in all the knowledge in the world has been collected. Like not having that knowledge and discovering new knowledge and as as players like i think you i think i uh you were having some like some player characters had some knowledge built into them that allowed them to be those fonts and sources of information anyways yeah it looks like a lot of fun it's on kickstarter right now it is and normally and you're thinking to yourself listeners that i said i don't do advertisements or but Scott's a good friend and he's good. He's a patron. That's helpful, too. Uh, I am. Yeah. (laughs) But he he. uh, That wasn't the reason I asked to be on the show. No, it is not. (laughs) You're trying. I'm trying to help you, (laughs) but I'm just telling the listener, I think this looks really cool. So, you know, it's it's uh, it's not Uh, why he's here, but it. I
1: appreciate that,
0: Richard. Thank you. So So why are we really here, Richard? Why are we here? Well, we're going to... You were just at Gen Con. And if I recall correctly, you were nominated for an A. Well, not me personally, but yes. One of your products was nominated for an A. A project that I worked on, yes. A project you worked on. Yeah. And, you know, in role-playing games, there are very few awards and I think the, as far as I can tell, at least the awards most people know of the annies and the Diana Jones are like the two that people know of because they occur at Gen Con. I think that's why people know of them and everybody kind of looks forward to them. And we wanted to kind of go, you know, this it, it look behind the curtain a little bit as to what kind of prop, some of that, but also just to talk about awards as to should we have awards in role-playing games? Should we not? Should we, what kind of awards? You know, some discussion about that sort of thing. So that's why we're really here. Because we wanted to, We it got kind of, uh, we were talking about the ennies after the nominations were released on the Discord. And, uh, you know, Scott Scott, you were saying that you're like, Oh, man, I didn't realize that these were contentious because, of course, I yeah. just heard as contentious <laughs> about <laughs> the, uh, the friendliest people in the world, but there are differing opinions on there, which is great. Uh, I love it. Yes. Perfect. Yeah, you know, I'll be honest with you. I Maybe I should have done more
1: research because I didn't even know what that second award was. What would you call it? The, the Diana Jones? The
0: Diana Jones Award. Um, It's kind of a singular award. It. It has, I think it's been kind of gone to a, um, it's sort of, and I'm going to screw this up because I'm not looking at a page of any kind, but from what I understand, it's kind of like the, we're progressing award. This is, this is the, this is progress this year. This is the most important progress this year within role-playing games, Mm -hmm. um, I do know that they did lose the award in the mail. And I was wondering if – that because it was actually inside the award was a burned copy of the Indiana Jones game from the 1980s in the original award. And okay. they, they lost it in the mail because somebody didn't insure it and it it's gone now. So I'm not certain what the award looks like now. But it was essentially like – this game was so bad that we burned it and is now part of this award um i'm very bad because i don't i'm not super uh up a, on the details of that award but yeah. it is award every year i hear people go and this is kind of more in the uh i mean i don't think it's the indie space i think it's all the spaces but it's those are the kind of that tend to be more in the progressive space do i hear about this award so
1: yeah okay i'll have to look it up it's interesting. But yeah, so we were yeah, I found out that the the project that I was uh, that I had worked on was nominated for an any and um, I was went to go and, and and share the news. And yeah, I found people talking about the innies and they were there was definitely some debate going on. And to be honest with you it was a little deflating to see it. But at the same time, I was like, you know what, that sounds like something I would really love to talk about. Like, what is the the validity i guess of the innies or just the awards like are they necessary do they need it is there enough categories is is the voting process up to snuff so um yeah i was kind of excited to talk about it
0: yeah so like this is sort of and and the innies and it started as kind of an offshoot from ian world ian world and it's, still a, it's a, still a big forum, and it's still a, kind of a, a news site. Uh, they kind of uh, started these awards, and it was uh, spun off in, like, I think 2019, I think, is when the original people sold it off. Okay. Um, and it, at least currently, what happens is you have to submit your own work. Whether it is physical or digital, to them, to their to their um, judges, and then those get uh, kind of pared down to a voting slate for each category, and then the public votes on those uh, those slates for each category. Yes. Yeah, that's uh, how it works. So it is a bit of a interesting in the fact that the judges filter it and then it's sort of a people's choice award (laughs) yeah
1: so yeah i mean with with that being said to me because i always considered it like a people's choice award which a people's choice award ends up becoming just a popularity contest right and um if the larger the fan base you have the more the probability for you being the winner goes up. But yeah, but you also have that pre those judges that pre um, kind of filter things and pick the things that they think that should be it. I guess some of the 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 some of the criticism I guess I've seen on that part is that a lot of people feel that the judges are just kind of random people that don't really know what they're doing. But I don't know if that's really true or not. I mean, honest. I don't
0: – I feel like um, – I mean, I feel like there are people in the industry um, that maybe be, be be behind the scenes a little bit more. Like they're not mm-hmm. – f- ten, as far as I can tell, and, and this is just the current year, is they're not like – and I think in the past, it, they might have been more famous uh uh designers as it were mm-hmm. but i think this year i don't i'm I'm looking at the oh those are the judge candidates here's the 2022 judges um yeah i feel like that they are people that are willing to do they're fans of rpgs that are willing to do the work
1: yeah and i think that's also one of the big things like from what I can see, hundreds and hundreds of people submit things for this. Yes.
0: It, so it is a thankless job. I almost guarantee you that it is a lot of work to to put this on as someone that yeah. does a show by themselves like I feel them
1: I <laughs> get it. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, it, it takes a while for things to get submitted. And then the, the amount of time that they have to look at everything is pretty short from what I can tell maybe just a month or two, but to be able to get through hundreds of books and say, and try to whittle down all those submissions into, you know, what is it per category is what five, five mm. or I think it
0: was um, like, but five, five submissions per category, yeah, five to six, you know, it, yeah. some of them are a little bit more, some of them are a little less. Um, And, yeah, I mean, I think they have April to June. I think that June is when they – so, like, you know, basically a month and a half from what I can tell to get through all that. And that is just a Herculean task. And I, I, you know, I can appreciate anybody that can dedicate that much time to such an endeavor. Um, But in the past, what my general – My general criticism in the past has been is it's basically been the Paizo thing, the Watsy thing, maybe the Chaosium thing, you know, these are five things you've heard of. This year, it wasn't, I mean, there was some of those things, but it wasn't like, like the best game or the best product did not include a Watsy product. Which is great because, I mean, I think other games need more air. Like, I think that you know, Watzies doesn't need any awards. So, and I think that this year is was a little different than in past years when it's been like, oh, I know that one, I know that one, I know that one, and that one. I've heard of all these things. I haven't necessarily read them. This year was a bit more, um, uh, you know, having having more interesting things going on that's really kind of my point
1: yeah i didn't see there being anything from any of the major studios
0: the chaosium won. chaosium won a thing i know that
1: well it's actually not chaosium that won it oh it was the hp lovecraft historical society that won it
0: the cult, they, cults of cthulhu the
1: call of cthulhu classic prop set so they created a I know the only reason I know this is because that was a well, that 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 thing was in a category that my thing was in oh, and beat us out for it. Um, but so I went and looked at it like, okay, what is this thing that beat us out? And it was a now it was for the Chaosium game but it was um it was like a book of props that you could use in your call the cthulhu game so like letters or handouts that you could give to players so and i don't think any of it was like system based right so if you you know want to use it for other games you can but it's basically uh, just like little call of cthulhu themed hand handouts that you can give to your players which is cool um But yeah, you know, and it was kind of funny what you say that too, is because I was going through Twitter after everything and kind of reading what people were saying about the winners. And, you know, I saw a few people that were just like, hey, you know, congratulations to all the non-corporate winners and such. So um, it kind of became a thing where in my head, I'm just like, well, you know, is this, this isn't necessarily supposed to be an awards for just indie Creators, right? No, this this is supposed to be awards for everything, right? right? So, I feel like, yeah, you have you definitely have companies like Paizo or or uh, or WotC that they do because at the end of the day, after you get through the first filter, it is a popularity contest, right? And so those companies are going to pull the biggest potential voting group if they just start, you know, if they push it. Because I'd have to sit there and say, like, a lot of times I forget in the past, I would forget to go vote unless I saw somebody post, hey, go vote for my thing. Right. So then you end up going and you vote for their thing. And I think the cool thing about their voting system, too, is that you don't have to vote for everything. You can go to a specific category, you can vote for just one thing in that category and call it done. You don't have to sit there and vote for every single thing and pick something from every category or pick multiple things from every category. You can literally just go in, put one vote for one thing and then say you're done. So, um, yeah. So anyway, I just kind of felt like the idea that, okay, well, I don't know if, if because there isn't a whole lot of other awards um i don't see anything wrong with the bigger studios submitting things but i do have to say i can feel for independent creators when when they get to that point if if a Paizo thing or a watsi thing you know gets past the filter then yes the chances are winning against that particular title is slim especially if the company Post on social media that they're up for an award.
0: Well, and they used to do uh, publisher of the year. Yeah,
1: I, and I, and the winner this year, I have no idea who they were. I right. Was like, who well, Aaronshire Press. It used. I
0: to, should probably look it up. Yeah. It, you, <laughs> well, this is this is my point to you in the fact that you should feel good about getting to where you got to because you got through the filter, but also when and and. I haven't done it yet but what i will tend to do is i will go through these nominations and look for guests or look for things i missed or podcasts i haven't listened to or you know that sort of thing so you know it, it this is kind of yes it, it, it it's these five people's opinion of what they got submitted to because like to be honest like i never I always forget to submit the show <laughs> I just always forget this
1: have you never submitted the we show ne- we've
0: never submitted the show um i, I well, feel it's it, a mistake yes it <laughs> is a mistake and uh my good friend nolan has sent me a calendar reminder for when the submissions are supposed to open for next year so mm-hmm. <laughs> in likelihood we will submit show for next year but i gotta keep the i gotta keep the quality up for something to submit to these uh to these judges to see if they're interested in what we're doing here and then see if there's enough people if they get past that that are willing to uh come and vote and so that's a that's the that's the part that is i think most contentious is the popular you know it's the popular vote right so things that are known are probably going to get voted for more because how much time do people really have to go through and be like i'm taking this category very seriously i'm going to read all of these things right which would be really great for all those people in that category right because they'd be like oh Mm -hmm. well i just sold a copy (laughs) you know or at least i got a download from all this stuff right
1: yeah definitely And, and and be honest with you yeah i don't take the time to go through and look at every single thing that there is to be able to vote for. And, and maybe, and that's probably like a bad on me kind of a thing Um, because I don't know, there's a lot of things in here that won awards and I've only cursorily like heard of, heard of them. Like, I have no idea. Like the winner, the big winner uh, this year was what? Thirsty Sword Lesbians, I believe, like best game of the year.
0: Uh, see, product of the year was uh, Thirsty Sword Lesbians. Yes, so yeah, and um, so, and I know people are really and and they got they also got the uh, best game was Thirsty Sword Lesbians. So they got two big the big golds. Um, I've heard a lot about this game. I haven't played it. I know everybody that has played it has told me that they've had an amazing time.
1: I've, um, I remember the Kickstarter, um, being live and it doing really well. Um, I believe it's an Evil Hat game. It is. So you also had a big fan base based off of Evil Hat, um, helping them with the voting and stuff like that. Um, I, but the games that they were up against like root i mean roots huge that's a big um, yeah and that's magpie
0: and magpie has a huge fan base and it, yeah. yeah it it will be those like those things that go get the gold and silver cuz they yeah. they do two awards they do a gold and, and a silver in each academy yeah <laughs> category but uh you know it's going to be those cate- the people that for the big categories, it's definitely going to be the most known with the biggest audience yeah. is generally going to get there unless somehow you have somehow punctured through the, you know, the atmosphere of socials yeah. or whatever.
1: But, and, but so but, um, what I was kind of getting at, the fact is, is that, you know, so Thirsty Sword Lesbians, I saw it on Kickstarter, I didn't back it. Um, and then it, it wins product of the year, wins game of the year against very stiff competition. So it can't just be the popularity of the publisher, right? That, that is what is leading to it. No,
0: I don't think so at all. I think that there are, I think whoever can have the most, uh, you know, it's, it will be the product. I mean, I, I really do believe that there, you know, it will be the product, but you, have to get over a certain you know i mean let's let's be honest the name 30 sword lesbians is very <laughs> sticky and not yes, ju- i was not is. making a pun god damn it anyways but uh it is one of those things where if you can you know all the dominoes yeah. have got it be in the in the right places for you to like flip it over and get the gold right Especially. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And the name alone, right? Yes, exactly. So if people are just going in there saying, Oh, I don't know any of these, I've never played any of these games. Well, Thirsty Sword Lesbian sounds funny. Let me click on that. Or that sounds cool. Let me click on that. So a lot of it is like that, but I still feel that because when you're walking through the vendor hall of Gen Con, if they, if, if a game has won in any in the past couple of years, the publishers like brings the the, the metal and drapes it over the product so that when you're walking by, you know, that that wasn't any winning product. And I think it probably helps them sell a lot of this stuff as well. Like people are buying based off of that. And I'm not saying that that's a wrong thing. I actually think in a way, you know, does Thirsty Sword Limit being winning an award make me want to go give it a try? Yeah, I think it does. You know, if yeah. I was to go into my friendly, you know, if I was in my local game store and I saw a copy of Thirsty Sword Lesbians on it, just knowing in my back of my head that, hey, people pick that as the product of the of the year, maybe I should go ahead and and take a look. So,
0: right. And that actually um, the product of the year category is like way more stuff. Like there's a lot of this is like five, but there's like. 11 the 11 yeah. for product of the year right so call of cthulhu yes. prop set colossal second place colossal yeah. the a solo rpg which i think award won another award somewhere you got dune from uh, adventures in the imperium the core rules so it's modifius it's the atreides version which is the expensive leather bound version okay uh Zhangxi blood in the banquet call which is uh wedding games what up wedding games uh that's the chinese uh family uh restaurant being plagued by the chinese vampire game okay. odd, odd jobs which i don't even know anything about repugnant uh, or pugilist repugnant which is exalted uh funeral it's the it's the big uh Morkborg uh adventure on a on a LP.
1: Yeah, honestly, going up against that, I mean that has its that has a rabid fan base, yes. right?
0: So uh that's cool. Root, you know, which is Magpie Games RPG, uh The Troubleshooters by Hellgast, uh Thirsty Sword Lesbians and Uncaged a Goddess, which is a 5E adventure. So that's actually I mean, I feel like that's a pretty diverse product is. of the year category right and i feel like that's a pretty good job of selecting things that are not just like oh it's the new uh watsi thing and the new Piezo thing and let's so mm-hmm. i think it is better than it was in the past let me just say that <laughs> again <laughs> yeah
1: i'm trying to remember i can't quite remember i do ha- i do remember seeing some Piezo stuff in the past i don't know if i've ever seen a watsi thing i'm sure they have oh
0: yeah there. No, and, and I mean it to comes to the, the point now: is does Watsi even care about no, I, I, I winning this award? I mean, maybe I don't know. I I wouldn't I see. That's the thing: is I don't. It's too big to fail, or they don't care. Whatever. I don't really care about watsy what they're doing anymore because they're just going to do it, and it's going to sell one way or the other. Sure. Um. But I think as to awards, I think there are kind of two different kinds of award type giving awards you've got the people's choice award which is kind Mm -hmm. of the annies model right where you have people vote for it and then you have a a a group of people to come together and say we are full metal rpg we are going to give the award for the most disgusting adventure and it was this one Mm -hmm. and the game you should never play this year you know the razzies or whatever you want to call it from back in the day and you have an organization that gives out awards um and 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 they're that that can be quite prestigious uh you know you've got like the the cat not the academy but like other because the academy is professionals voting for the their thing right so I think G- Gamma. Gamma does this. Gamma has awards, if I recall correctly, which is the Game Game Makers Association. I can't. I can't remember if the first A is uh, another word or not. But I think it's just Game Makers Association. I think they give out awards as well. But that mm-hmm. is very much the uh their the professional organization giving out awards to the members of that organization
1: yeah same thing with like the sag awards like the screen actors guild whatever yeah maybe maybe that's what we need we need a game a game makers guild a, a gag again <laughs> a, a i'm gagging know, here okay yeah, uh, like, <laughs> like gmg awards or whatever but yeah so when I, I think but i you know what here's the thing people can be upset because they're like oh it's a popularity contest and these judges don't know what they're doing when they filter through things but, you know, even if you were to do the awards where it was just, um, you know, just industry people that were deciding who would be the filter, you know, who would be the filter. And then, you know, maybe a larger pool of just industry people would be the voters. Like, you know, cause I think that's how the Oscars is, you know, there's like, they, they have a small a tight group of people who pick the nominees and then a slightly broader, but still curated group of people who vote for the final winner, um, you, you'd still have people that didn't like who was cho- chosen. I think you would actually, by doing that, you would actually cut out a lot of the smaller stuff that you know might be brought in by some of the, the judges for the innies, so.
0: Yeah, I, I, think- I think having neutral parties do the judging or non-pub- non-publishers do the choosing does lend itself to being, you know. Cuz I to me I would much rather almost have like okay, the nomination all the nominees get a a bronze any, right? Mm-hmm. And then the p- people's choice get the silver and the gold. Because I really think that if you got through that filter of <laughs> of all that product and and it's a it, you they they show all the stuff that gets submitted it's in it's it's on their website somewhere whatever mm-hmm. it's massive there is just a lot there in some categories and other categories there's not because you know kick podcasters are very forgetful but <laughs> and let you know and Ken Robin win the podcast award every other year it's just kind of running gag Um. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so I think that there's room for room for, well, I guess I could back up even further Let, as, as a, in a classic full metal RPG, uh, maneuver, we're going to back up completely and talk about, ask the question, do we need awards? Is this something important to uh, a hobby and industry to have awards?
1: Um, yeah i think by human nature we all like to be praised a little bit <laughs> but but maybe i i mean in a way it can it can up people's gains um i know that like from storywood our art director he's like uh, well, i don't care you know he's just there to do the artwork he doesn't pick the games or do any of the writing or anything but he's just like well my goal is to make such a beautiful looking game that we win an inning right? To right. him, he's like, that's, that's, that has, that has been a, like a, a, a driver for him to try to produce his best work that possible. So, yeah, I mean, I think that it's not a bad thing. I don't think it's, I don't think that it's a bad thing to celebrate the creation of our own creations and the creations of others within the industry. I I, I don't see a problem with it at all.
0: Yeah, uh, and I I tend to agree because look there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff coming out every day, a lot yeah. of stuff coming out every day. If you just even if you just peek at itch, you'll just be inundated. One day of itch releases would just have you uh, reading for a year. It's the thousand monkeys on typewriters. Let alone what comes out on drive through. Let alone what comes out on Kickstarter, let alone what comes up comes out every day from independent publishers they're just doing their thing right Mm -hmm. so having some filtering and some of that filtering is you know podcasters talking about oh i found this thing i found that thing I'm, i'm talking about this thing and that can get some help people get traction but also find having people an audience to talk to and and we were talking a little bit about the show before the show about uh you know you you need an audience <laughs> like the audience still needs to be there if you want to do something after a while there there is a point in which not having an audience is sort of soul crushing yes uh yes. And, and uh and that can so the awards are to not only lay an accolade across to someone that has done something really awesome, but it also raises them up and says, "Hey, you should look at this thing that we think is really good." And then, then the that's the nominees. And then, in this case, the public says, "Oh, well, I know I love the this thing that you t- you filtered to. I'm going to vote for that." Right. So, the fil- filtering is really important. You know what? People talk about how good music used to be in the old days. I think that music has – the vast majority of music produced has always sucked. Sure. It has always sucked, will always suck. It's only yeah. through the filtering of you people digging through crates and, and bringing that to the forefront do we find the really great stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Metallica could have died in obscurity in San Francisco if nobody ever listened to them. Yeah. Right. They would just have died, you know, heroin overdosed on the streets, uh, you know, or uh, speed overdosed on the streets or whatever. And no one would ever have known about them. But because they got played by the right people or got listened to by the right people, they became the biggest act in the world it's the same thing with these games like if people don't you know people some you know they've already got an audience so that's why they've got the awards but there's some of these things like colossal i've never heard of it it's a solar rpg
1: so funny you just said that because i
0: clicked on it and (laughs) it took me to the website and i was like hey this looks pretty cool (laughs) yeah exactly exactly i would never i mean i would maybe have heard about it later but like I don't know it's the thing is like it's giving these it's giving you a a a kind of a an audience that you're not going to see normally and i think that's really beneficial for everybody which is why people are willing and this is uh where we get into one of the other things that a lot a lot of publishers have talked about it they don't don't like sending physical product And and you in the old days you had to send physical products so and it was all on you so if you're like one person trying to eat your way you know working on ramen like sending one of your products that could make you know five of your products because you got to give it to one to each judge Mm -hmm. like to somebody it's really expensive for someone that's not doing you know is not producing a lot of things. So
1: I know that for the thing that I got nominated on, it wasn't just, um, it was actually a set of five things and each of those things retail at like $40. So to send, you know, several hundred dollars worth of product to each one of the judges was kind of cost prohibitive. Right. And so instead they just sent one of the five to each of the judges and from, you know, from what I heard, they were like, oh, maybe we should have just, you know, did it and sent it out. But, you know, you never know. And so, and, and yeah, I can see where somebody who, you know, has to send out their product, they might not even, and some of these Kickstarters that people do stuff, if it's a smaller one, even if it's really cool looking, like maybe they didn't even print enough to send to judges. You never, you never know, right? right. And then they send, they send a PDF instead. And then it's like, well, is the PDF getting judged as fairly as if I had sent a, a physical product.
0: Right. I mean, there's a game, uh, it's called Orbital, that uh, was a zine game. Mm-hmm. And in the PDF, it's it's a lovely looking game, but when you get the physical product, they actually put, they had gold ink that was part of the, the it was black paper with like gold ink on it. And it's a, it's a gorgeous little uh, saddle stitch booklet, mm-hmm. but that would totally throw you off because, well, and the fact is that, you know, it was a limited press run anyways. So like things like that kind of probably suffer and maybe get left behind and, unless you're planning on doing something. But if you're only doing a limited press run anyways, may you know, people are going to know about it or they won't. Right. And no. so that ne- doesn't necessarily, you're not going to keep, I mean, maybe you're keeps, maybe you kept selling it. I don't know, but like, you know, just yeah. the, the limited booklets, it could be really hard for people to do that sort of thing. But yeah.
1: And I'm actually kind of proponent, cause as you asked earlier, do, do, does the industry really need these kind
0: need this award or
1: whatever? Um, I'm kind of out of the mind. It needs more of these awards because um, the NNAs is very generic, right? It kind of goes all genres and stuff. And just kind of like some of the music awards where it's all genres, but it ends up kind of shifting a little bit more towards whatever's, you know, a pop music or so, something like that, you know, whatever's kind of popular. And I think you'll see the innies kind of shift kind of towards that direction too, being very diverse, but also, you know, sometimes just picking up some of the more larger, pub, you know, presses, uh, stuff, but then, you know, there, but there's, there's awards for like genre specific in music. You have your country awards, your hip hop awards, your metal awards. And I, I don't see why there couldn't be, you know, more awards that focus in on maybe specific genres of games that then could take a broader look and give awards for the best of that particular thing. Like if you're like super into zines, maybe there should be a zines well, or if you're I, <laughs> that, kind of thing. I was, no, I was oh, thinking the th- no same OS thing, awards.
0: but man, who that that's real hard. But uh, yes, I agree. Uh, there should be more dedicated awards. I think more awards is good. Um, you know, like I said, if, if, uh, if, if, You know, I know that uh, someone was really excited about, uh, you know, full metal RPG doing awards uh, and they were real in, in my inbox, uh, Alan. Anyway, um, but I, you know, I would, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I'd love to do it. Right. Love to do it. It's a lot of work. It's it's, like I was saying to those people, like it's a lot of work now. Could I do what I think it's, uh the there's a there's a superhero he was mentioning there's a specific superhero awards thing in england or whatever where like it's just kind of like they just do they just give out awards and then your award is like a like they send you a a, a pdf and you print it out and you cut it out yourself kind of thing <laughs> you know it, just kind of more more elite uh just highlighting product in a certain a certain uh, category like you're saying like they were doing superheroes yeah. doing something where this these are the things i felt like were the biggest things of the year you know or what whatever would be and how to do that and all it would be it would be a very interesting exercise to tr- give that a go but yeah. um, but i i could definitely see we do you know if you're super into osr and you're not a chud Why isn't there? I'm sure there's an OSR. I'm sure some OSR people give out some awards, but maybe, you know, maybe Malcolm and Gabe should give out uh, the fortune seekers (laughs) and gravediggers awards this year for their OSR products of the year. You know, if you're super into a thing, you're probably way closer to giving out awards than somebody that's more of a generalist. Yeah, you know, um,
1: definitely. But, I mean, that's – and so – and I, I wouldn't say – because I think there was some, some some thoughts around whether or not there's too many categories in the innies. And, once again, I almost think that there's not enough categories in the innies because um, they could be doing things like, you know, best, like uh, – I don't know, like – best supplement best Best. best, well they do do best supplement but i'm saying it's like best osr game
0: best uh best uh d20 game i don't know whatever yeah i feel like best 5e best not uh watsi 5e product uh best pbta game best uh you know osr game i i think you know it is like it is sort of odd because you look at the uh, Oscars and a lot of other shows where they, you know, they use the genre of the thing as the award category. Mm-hmm. And I think that might be a better way to organize it because I mean, best horror, best, best horror whatever. game of the year, best horror supplement, you know, like, yeah. Um, but, you know, that's why they're, they're I mean, you've got to limit it, right? Cause you could, you could go on forever, like it's a fractal. The, Osc- the, the Oscars don't limit it, <laughs> right? Well, maybe they but, do, but, but people, like to, a people tune out a after the first Oscar. half hour. So, like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> right? No like one cares the, about best makeup, you know. The,
1: the mostly like the Grammy awards. Everyone watches the TV show without realizing there was like two days worth of awards that were given out before that.
0: <laughs> right? Exactly. That nobody cares about. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's where you you don't want to expand too much but you don't want to you know maybe it does feel very much like they just like you've got like just the generalist category when having you know best uh uh, well best story game could be a whole that'd be a whole controversy unto itself Mm -hmm. uh because they you know but we we often say we need more we need the definitions of things right because we don't have a cult, we don't have a a, a a ruling organization that kind of like sets definition. We don't have a Webster's dictionary of role playing, right? So we have to kind of come up with these things on our own, and so having an award for a certain thing and listing all of those things that are that thing to you can help define a category, right? Can mm-hmm. help shape thought and and bring interesting things to the forefront which i think is what the point is but yeah well um yeah i I think I, i think there should be more awards i think more categories or at least more specializations um and uh i i think that we have just seen the start of this, and I, I'm 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 hoping that you know some people are are listening and watching that out there to do some of this work because it's a lot of work, like everything.
1: Yes, it is. It's <laughs> a lot of it's not me. I'm not stepping up to the plate to do it, that's for sure. So right.
0: Well, <laughs> People, uh, you know, get at me. Maybe we can form a co- committee or something. Let me know. Anyways, uh, very cool. Well, Scott, I think we talked about awards pretty well. Um, yeah, it was good talking to you about it. Yeah. I, it's kind of funny, though,
1: because we're pretty much along the same um, kind of lines of thinking about this. So it wasn't much of a debate show. Mm. And um, I didn't really have any hot takes, per se.
0: So. Well, but I enjoy talking about it. I mean, hot takes if you're doing all hot takes, you're doing a show of hot <laughs> takes, you can burn yourself out pretty quickly. So, but I think if you got a hot take about awards, get at me on the on the email, full at gmail.com or come on the Discord um and or talk about it, because I want to hear your thoughts because I think that awards are important but I also think that they're people's Choice awards there's my here's my hot take people's Choice awards are both the best and worst because they can be poisoned by block voters so and that's a whole nother <laughs> just see the sci-fi uh awards for the last few uh decade or so so uh the the anyway you know what I'm talking about out there you're smart (laughs) i'm forgetting it um but uh also things that i get awards occasionally in the in the form of reviews for the show uh and i haven't got i got some last month i talked about the end of the previous episode but uh, scott was telling me that maybe we get pushed down a little bit by the algorithm because we're we're a bi-weekly publishing published episodes, so we don't come up as often. Uh, so if you are on a platform that allows you to review the show, please review the show. And if I don't talk about it within a certain reasonable amount of time, or just when after you review the show, just send it to me. Send me the review. If you want to do it anonymously, fine. I don't care. Uh, I don't care, you good, bad, or different. Send me the show. Send me the send me the review. Um, and that's I go like go little... see. Hmm? I have to go check to see if I've done a review before. What? I can't remember if I have or not. <laughs> well, I mean, we got we got a good number of reviews, So, but ha- always more more always gets us up in a, the robots. It's a battle between the reviews and the robots, and the robots want to keep those those that don't have many reviews down. So let's. Fight the robots and review the show <laughs> and and review some of Scott's products <laughs> on drive through. I'm sure that he would be very appreciative if you did some reviews on drive. Yeah,
1: yeah, I got two on drive through right now. So sweet. Okay, yeah. so
0: Scott, one more time. Hunters of the occult. Hunters of the occult on Kickstarter. On Kickstarter now till right now
1: till the eight the not this Friday but next Friday so uh, that is
0: uh, the 19th the 19th so go check it out the the werewolf uh, on the cover of the Kickstarter pretty, is badass it's, pretty cool. it's mm-hmm. totally worth it, you know you should check it out uh, anyway so thank you <laughs> I really appreciate Scott coming on being a good friend being a patron uh, yeah. I appreciate the patrons. You are the best. I didn't take questions for this because it was kind of a, a, a quick thing after Gen Con and everyone.
1: No. <laughs> no, I became a patron because you helped me with my 3D printer when I bought it. Remember that? Remember that? <laughs> yes. That was a long time ago. Yeah,
0: that was a long time ago. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, if you got your if you got 3D printing problems, I will I will help you with 3D printing problems. Uh, come on to the Discord. We have a 3D printing channel. I am an engineer by trade and I run 3D printers, so I kind of know a little bit about something about it, but uh it's a heck of a lot of fun and it's like having a factory in my garage. So my Prusa is broken right now. You want to help me fix it? All right. Well, we can talk about that after this. Uh, we can diagnose that after this show. Um, <laughs> so, and then FullmetalRPG.com will get you a link to everything. Check out the the merchandise. Uh, check out, you know, Insta. There's a link to the Discord. All that stuff. I really appreciate you. Keep, keep on uh, giving out awards because we all need them. I, don't listen to those people. They're like everybody. Everybody gets awards nowadays. Nobody gets awards. If you look at the statistics, there's seven billion people and there's ten awards. So, mm-hmm. have a good night, everybody. Thank you very much. Rock.